0: radios.com, check, check, by two-way radios.com. recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoy, I'm Danny Feemster, And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using two-way radios in the mountains. We'll discuss the unique challenges when using two-way radios in mountainous regions of the world, the types of radios best suited for these environments, and what to consider when using radios in the mountain areas of other countries. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. We get a lot of questions from customers that start with, what is the best radio, and end with a general description of a certain type of environment, scenario, or application. Sometimes the question is specific enough to answer it in a short list of products that may fit the bill, or even a specific recommendation. More often than not, it's not. Recently, such a question popped up in our two-way radio forum. A new member needed a set of two-way radios for use in the Himalayas with a priority on maximum range and battery life. He wanted long-range two-way radios for use in the mountains. His question is simple. The answer... Is a little more complicated.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, radios work the same whether you're in a mountainous environment or in an urban environment or in, in a desert environment. The radio doesn't change. What changes are the circumstances in which you're using this radio. So, exactly. Um, that, mean, that does mean that the equipment that you need might change or might be different based on whether you're in a mountainous environment or uh, any number of, of environments. Um, so I guess let's talk specifically about the mountains. Let's okay. s- figure out what are the considerations someone should have if they're planning on using a radio in a mountainous environment. And okay. Before we get into it, I think we should mention that uh Anthony is normally here, but he's he's not with us in this episode. He's uh out of the office. Hopefully, maybe selling some radios or something. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what Anthony
0: does best. <laughs> Good
1: way to put go. it. Wait, you're saying podcasting isn't what Anthony does best?
0: Oh, he does a fine job at that. Right. I mean, he is the star of the show.
1: That's true. I don't we'll try to hold the fort down without him.
0: We'll we'll get through it somehow. Don't tune out yet. We'll get through it somehow. So, you know, when you're talking about the radios work exactly the same, I mean, let's talk about how radios work to begin with, the, the principle on this, uh, just briefly, in layman's terms, so that everyone understands why, why there's such a difference between using radios in a mountainous region as opposed to anywhere else.
1: Well... In simple terms, what happens when you press a talk button on a radio is that uh, a signal is emitted from the radio. That is uh, an encoded version of what you just said. Mm-hmm. And any other radio that's receiving that is within range of that, that transmitted signal um, is going to, to basically pick up and let you hear what you just said. Your, your transmission is going to be received by other radios that are within range.
0: Now, the interesting thing and when you're saying range, we've Uh talked about range many, many times before, but uh, range is dependent on a lot of different factors, and we're going to go through all of those. Um, But I think the basic principle here is that radios work by line of sight. That's the the main principle here is that radios work by line of sight. If the radio uh, can't see it, yeah, if, It if, can't
1: it can't hear it. If the signal emitted by one radio isn't within range of the other radio, and the, and what that means is if it can't make it to that receiving radio, mm-hmm. if, the, if the signal can't get there, you're not going to be able to hear it. You're not exactly. going to be able to hear the transmission. And the key difference with two-way radios in the mountains is the terrain. With a mountainous environment, you're going to have lots of earth potentially, between you and the radio that you're trying to talk to.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, this doesn't really matter what radio you're using, really. It's, 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 it's the same principle across the board, especially if you have handheld radios there. It, it doesn't matter how powerful the radio is, really. Um, you know, if, if it can't, get, can't reach the other radio because there's too much in the way, like too much mountain in the way, mm-hmm. too much, as you, you know, mountains, earth, dirt, uh, rock, metals, uh, you know, in the soil, that sort of thing, it's all going to obstruct that signal. And if they can't cut through all that, which generally it's not going to be able to because a mountain is pretty big <laughs> for the most part. Right. That's a lot to cut through. Then it, it, there's no way it can... And you can have a fifty watt radio there, and it's not going to cut through it.
1: That's right. Line of sight is key. Now, the terrain, uh, while it can be a tremendous disadvantage, like, for example, if you're you're on one side of a mountain and the person that you're wanting to talk to is on the other side of the mountain, good luck mm-hmm. getting their signal o- over there. And we'll talk later about some ways to accomplish that. But this type of environment or terrain can can be a big advantage also. Like think about, if you're standing on top of a mountain, think about what that does to line of sight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now your line of sight is going to be in you now we're talking here about the mountain the image that comes to mind when you think of mountains, the perfect <laughs> pyramid-shaped mountain, you know that's not realistic. But if you imagine that in your head and you're standing on top of this perfect pyramid-shaped mountain, your signal is going to be able to to reach anyone directly below you on that mountain. But also further out, like Mm -hmm. imagine 20 miles out, 30 miles out, your signal is going to be unobstructed for a very long period. So if you're standing on top of a mountain with a radio, you're going to be able to to be heard far and wide. And and, uh, that's why you see on a lot of mountains, you'll see repeater towers and cell phone towers, that type of thing, because they give you a, a lot of
0: height and they're unobstructed typically when you're in that position. That's a prime vantage point, and you know, the higher the mountain, the greater the distance, and it, especially if you're in a mountain range, if you're on the tallest mountain, obviously you're going to be able to to cut across all the other mountains in that range. So, right. So it's, so it's something. Consider. The higher
1: you go, the more of an advantage being um, in a mountainous environment is, but. Also, depending on what side of the mountain you are on related to the other people you're try to, trying to talk to, um, it could be a big disadvantage. It could make it harder to get there.
0: The key thing to remember here is that your signal isn't going to be able to go through the mountain. You need to be able to get your signal. Your signal needs to be able to go either around or over the mountain. That's right.
1: It's a good point.
0: Another thing that we need to talk well,
1: about that, that's sort of unique to a mountainous um, environment is the environment itself. That's true. Um, weather conditions um, can affect range. And a lot of times. Greatly. Um, yeah. In a mountainous environment, the, the weather conditions are going to be more extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have uh, a lot of snow or, or rain that's more common to mountainous environments than other places.
0: Those conditions up in the mountain, and I've been up in mountainous areas uh, sometimes, you know, we've taken trips up in the mountains sometimes, and we're thinking, well, oh, we're going to have a great weekend in the mountains, and we'll go up there, and maybe one weekend it's just beautiful and nice, and you can see everything for miles. And then other times we'll go up there, and it's just the worst weather, and, you know, it, they can be extremely harsh up there. Right. And And while these
1: weather conditions can have some effect on the range of the radio, I would say... That, um the weather conditions would perhaps mean that that you should take other features of the radio into consideration mm-hmm. more so than range, like um, maybe do you need to bring an extra battery pack? do you need mm-hmm. to to be prepared um in case um, you're stranded in a cold environment or or something like if 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 you're camping or hiking and there's a, a chance of bad weather? You need to make sure your radio is available for use at all times in case something happens.
0: Well, also you need to make sure that the radio is um, able to handle those extreme harsh conditions. You know, if you take along a a really cheap set, low-end set of radios, they might not fare well in some of those conditions uh you know if it's extremely wet or if it's extremely hot or extremely cold because we're talking about electronic products here they all have a tolerance level for for heat and cold and the elements in general so if you're if you pick radios that are not prepared or 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 not built to withstand um that type of environment uh you you may not do well
1: yeah (laughs) that's a great point so if you're planning on spending a lot of time in a mountainous environment, maybe consider a more durable, better quality mm-hmm. radio and maybe consider charging options or uh, backup batteries, solar chargers, that type of thing. Depending on the amount of time you're going to spend in this environment um, or maybe the the more specific type of, of mountain you're going to, if you're ski trip, hiking, camping, where you're going to be outside for a long period of time, mm-hmm. um, you should definitely consider other charging options.
0: Yeah, in, in, in particular, the batteries are rather sensitive to extreme heat and cold, too. So, you know, your batteries can fail on you if you're in really, really uh, cold or, or hot environments where, where they just, it's outside the, their tolerance level for operation. And then all of a sudden, you don't have power. You might have a perfectly good radio, just <laughs> no power. Yeah, and that's a big problem. When
1: you need a radio and you don't have one or you, you're sitting there looking at one that you can't use, mm-hmm. how frustrating is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty darn frustrating, I'd say.
1: Um, what do you think about the antenna? Do you think the an- antenna should be a big consideration um,
0: when using radios in mountains? Absolutely. The antenna is is a critical component of the radio, and and even more so when you're in an area where you need to be able to... Reach a vantage point to get to, say, the other side of the mountain, mountain of valley, or, or between peaks, that sort of thing. The antenna placement is, is critical to that, in the mountainous uh, area. Now, of course, you know, antennas on handheld radios, on portable radios, that's a little bit tougher to deal with because the antenna is going to be pretty much stuck wherever you are, where your hand is. Uh, when you're talking about, say, a mobile or a base station unit, that maybe you're you're in an encampment or something on the side of a mountain. If you can take a an antenna, a taller antenna, to go maybe move up a to a higher elevation or somewhere where there's a, a good good uh, uh, vantage point for a line of sight, then then you're you're probably better off. But when you're talking a handheld radio, yeah your options are going to be somewhat limited as to where you yeah. are.
1: I think with a handheld, maybe the antenna isn't a major consideration. I mean, un- unless you want to get really fancy and maybe mm-hmm. make it to where you can connect an external antenna to your, your HT. Um, but
0: the higher the antenna is, the, the better the range because the better chance you have of reaching over some of those obstacles. In the right. mountain, in the mountain, and uh, I don't want to
1: take anything away from a, a better quality antenna mm-hmm. is going to be more sensitive and and better for transmitting and receiving. So uh, that may be something that you'd want to consider. But especially if you're you're talking about a mobile radio that you're going to use in your vehicle or a base station, you you want to choose an antenna that will give you some height. Mm-hmm. Height is going to be critical in this type of environment.
0: Absolutely, and we get down to the power requirements. I I did mention briefly uh, a couple of minutes ago about how sensitive batteries are to uh, the uh, temperature changes in an environment, but power requirements in general—they're going to be for handheld radios, especially when you're out uh, in the elements like that, when you're out in the mountains. it's you, you can't just plug them in and and charge them up and go. I mean, you're you're probably going to have to carry your power along with you. You're going to have to make sure you have adequate an adequate power source or an adequate supply of batteries to get you through uh, your your you know whatever it is you're doing up there. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. I mean, we kind of touched on that earlier, but uh, that that really is something that we need to stress because. I think of it as, as um, more of a, if you're in an unsafe situation or um, something where weather might become critical or a radio is is critically important, you want to make sure that you think about having extra batteries or having the ability to charge your battery in an emergency.
0: And I think the wattage uh, of the radio itself comes into play. It's, it's very important in mountainous areas because obviously the higher the wattage, uh, you know that the more um, power you have available to you, uh, the better chance of you have of getting of, of getting out there uh, or getting your signal uh, across. But yeah, we mentioned several times you know, about the
1: the terrain is difficult in certain parts on, on a mountain. Um, the, the terrain can be a major factor, a major range limiting factor. So the mm-hmm. higher wattage your radio has, the better chance your signal is going to get through. Yeah. So uh, you want to make sure that y- you have a high high wattage radio, and you want to make sure that you're using it on high power mode, um, especially if you're having trouble um, getting a, a signal. You, the low Remember, the lower wattage you set, though, the better you're going to be on battery life. Yeah. So that's a consideration. It's a trade-off.
0: Yeah. It's a trade-off. Well, having said that, with handheld radios – you're really, really limited as to what you can have for wattage because most handheld radios are going to be 5 watts or under that. Most of them are way under that. For, for the consumer radios, most of them are way under that anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, 4 or 5 watt radios are about the maximum you're going to find in most cases. Uh, and, of course, there, there are a few, you know, quote, higher power handhelds out there that are advertised to be higher powered. But uh, really, for the most part, as a general rule, you're going to see a lot of these handhelds anywhere from between two and four to five watts and as a limitation for the handheld. So that's something you have to consider. And in a lot of cases in the mountains, you're not going to be able to Carry a lot of equipment with you. The handheld's what you're going to have, so uh, it is something that you you need to to think about. The the limitations of that uh, radio. Are I've always be power. heard.
1: I've always heard a general rule of thumb is that um, you have to quadruple your wattage in order to double your range.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For example, a uh, four watt radio should be around twice the range of a one watt radio. But going from a four watt radio to a five or a six watt radio is not going to make nearly the difference that you would think because doubling the range for a four watt radio, you would have to get a 16 watt radio. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, now that's uh, obviously in the real world, that that's not one to one. You're going to ha- your range limiting factor is going to be more line of sight than the power of the radio anyway. But, um, I always thought that general rule of thumb was a a good way to illustrate how um, you know going to a six watt radio from a five watt radio isn't going to make the difference. Most difference, yeah. yeah, Most people think, oh, it's an extra watt. Mm -hmm. This is great. It's not going to. It's better, sure. But at some point, you uh, start to see diminishing returns on the battery being more of an effect than the extra wattage helps on range.
0: Yeah, because the higher the wattage, uh, obviously, the less battery life you're going to get in most cases. If you
1: have a 10-watt handheld and you're talking a lot, um, most likely a 5-watt would have been just as good or would have gotten you just as much range, Mm -hmm. and you've killed your battery a lot more with that 10-watt.
0: Yeah. Well, most mobile radios are capable of 40 or 50 watts, uh, higher wattage, and if you can take a mobile radio with you, then you're all – you know, then you're a little better off, but that's provided if you can get a mobile radio um, there, because in some cases it may be practical for you to do that. In other cases, not so much.
1: Yeah, a mobile radio is going to be a big ran- going to give you a big range advantage mm-hmm. over a handheld radio. Number one, the extra power. Uh, now, you- now you're not talking going from five watts to six watts. You're talking going from five watts to forty, fifty watts.
0: Yeah, so- that's going to give you a significant boost. But
1: perhaps even more significant is that you're also going to move to an antenna that's probably sitting on top of a vehicle It's probably longer, so you're improving two aspects you're improving mm-hmm. the the power and you're improving the the antenna
0: so you know on foot a mobile or base station may or not may not be practical uh, much and you you may be limited to the handheld but if you if you can set up some kind of a, a you know, if you're in a situation where you can set up some sort of base of operations uh, or you can get a vehicle up there, like, a, you know, a uh, four-wheel or, or or some off-road vehicle that you can take up there, then uh, a mobile or a base station uh, might, be, might be the way to go.
1: There's also, um, if you're into, um, if you're a ham radio operator, there's a Lycian radio that we sell. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a backpack radio. V VV898.
0: VV898SP? You know, is that? Uh, there, there are two. There's a VV898P and the SP. Uh, one is a low, I think one's a fifth, uh, I can't remember. One's a lower wattage than the other, but they're both higher wattage radios. Yeah,
1: I, I want to say they're both, I want to say that the um, higher wattage one is 25 watts.
0: Yeah, I think the lower one is 10 watts.
1: But these so, are battery-powered radios. They have, um uh, very high capacity battery packs. They work in a backpack mm-hmm. and uh, they have a longer antenna. So we, these are very niche products. This is probably not something that you want to invest in if you uh, don't spend much time in, in you know, mountainous terrain or hiking. Um, but but-
0: would, would be a good choice for taking on a mountain trip or, or a long extended hiking trip.
1: Right, and they're not as expensive as you would think. I believe yeah. that you're, you're looking that at around reason. two, three hundred bucks, um, if that.
0: Uh, I think they're less than that now, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, and it's been a while since I've even looked at the products, but uh, uh, we have some videos out there on them. We we actually have a uh, a pretty cool video on the uh, the um, backpack versions, and I think we even show open it up and show how you can remove the actual mobile unit portion of it and, and so you can put it in your vehicle if you want to uh, Well, uh, Rick, could you would you throw some links in the show notes yeah, to we'll do the V
1: VV898 SP and um, Maybe to those videos that we
0: we did showing it off I'll, I'll do that. Now. There's one other thing that we'd like to touch on that uh, the type of radio when I was saying the type of radio um, That's also something to consider uh, when we're saying type of radio Uh, We're talking about UHF, VHF, MERS, FRS, GMRS. Uh, You know, a lot of people uh, will take FRS and GMRS radios with them on hiking trips and things, they're popular for that sort of thing, and to much lesser extent, uh, immerse radio. But um, and and they all have their strengths and weaknesses and their their limitations. Um, some of them operate on VHF, some of them operate on UHF. Yeah, I, um,
1: I think that the type of radio is is really key. And uh, first, you need to look at VHF or UHF. There, mm-hmm. that is the type of frequency that you're going to be using uh, VHF is preferable in a mountainous environment because um, outdoors uh, VHF signal is going to sort of hug the earth a little bit better than a UHF signal. Not much. If you have VHF radios, don't, um, don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about it. But if you have a choice or if you're a, a, a ham, for example, and you're authorized to use UHF uh, 70 centimeter or VHF two uh, meter frequencies, you probably want to choose VHF while you're out in the mountains. Um, but if you're um, a licensed GMRS operator, you you're, don't worry about the fact that you're using UHF frequencies there. Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, MERS are VHF frequencies. Um, but perhaps businesses, um, Should consider this as well. If you're Mm -hmm. a business user and you have a a business or an office that is in the mountains, VHF would probably be the the frequencies to select. For for a business, you're going to want to probably select a VHF frequency if you're starting the licensing process from scratch.
0: So there are, are options. And, of course, if you have an amateur radio license, you have a lot more flexibility there. Yeah, like
1: I, I said a moment ago, you got you can go with seventy centimeter or two meter, mm-hmm. and probably choose that two meter frequency for the the mountainous environment. Yeah, yeah. that's VHF.
0: Plus your choice of of radios in general, you can you know removable antennas and and uh, uh, very powerful battery options. So uh, yeah, there there are a lot of more options there if you're a ham.
1: While we're here, we also need to mention. Um, And I think this is key, the Mm -hmm. the availability of repeaters. We talked earlier in the terrain, when we were discussing terrain, uh, about how it's very common to look up and on top of that mountain, you're going to see a tower or several towers where uh, they've got antennas. You're going to see Mm -hmm. cell phone towers, probably two-way radio repeaters. It may be worth looking into, is there a repeater on the mountain that you're going to that you can use while you're there. If, if you're a GMRS user, mm-hmm. then um, there are repeater frequencies in the GMRS. So there's likely you'd be able to tie into a GMRS repeater. If you're a ham, then uh, there's a very wide network of ham repeaters yeah. out there. And uh, you could probably use one of those. Being able to tie into a repeater is going to give you the best coverage overall while you're on a mountain. So you're going to eliminate all of your problems with um, line of sight, that type of thing, because you, basically your signal is going to be going to that repeater on top of the mountain and then coming back down, coming down. all over yeah. the place for miles.
0: Oh, I agree with you. Having a repeater there would uh, definitely help and alleviate part of the problem where a lot of the problem of, of uh, range and being able to, to reach uh, the other parties. The only caveat is uh, the availability of the repeater. Because there's some mountain ranges where, yeah, you'll see cell phone repeater towers on on all the different peaks. And then there are others that are more remote. In in, in more remote regions of the world, uh, repeaters actually may not be an option at all. So it is something to consider Um, So, you don't want to go on a trek and just assume there are going to be repeaters out there and take your GMRS radio or your ham radio and just assume, yeah, I'll just. You you want to do some research ahead of time. You want to check it first.
1: But you know what? If you're talking about ham specifically, if you're a ham radio operator, probably a lot of the repeaters that you're using just in general are already located on top of mountains. That's very true. Here, we're in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and we have a mountain, uh, Crowder's Mountain. This in North Carolina outside of Gastonia, I'm not sure how far that is away from here, but it's pretty far. Mm-hmm. And um there's a DMR repeater on top of that mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that primarily we use to communicate around here. When <laughs> and that's like super
0: far away. I mean, it's it's not, you know, hundreds of miles, but it's a lot further. It's a fair distance. The, yeah. But it but it does the job, and that's because it is so high up and it can can Reach across, you know. If we can
1: communicate miles. from where we are to that Crowder's Mountain repeater, imagine if you were gonna go hike on Crowder's Mountain. Mm-hmm. That would clearly be the repeater that you would want to to communicate with while you were there.
0: Yeah. So research and of course there there are um There Are resources places where you can research, yeah? That you know, ARL puts out uh, the repeater book, the repeater directory, and you you can also go online, yes, ham. You can go online and and, uh, search up for the repeaters and for the GMRS. GMRS uh, uh, repeaters are also on uh, what is it, um, mygmrs.com, right?
1: Mygmrs.com is a great resource for GMRS repeaters, and if you're a ham. Go online to find your repeaters. We do – I mean, I hate to say this. We sell the repeater directors. If you want a physical hard copy of your repeater locations and frequencies, you can buy it from buy2wayradios.com. Rick will add that to the show notes. Sure. um, But you're probably better off going online. I mean, personally, I go online. I I hate to say don't buy our book, but (laughs) go online. It's up to date. It's like two seconds away. It's Um, easy. Or buy our book, whatever.
0: Do both. Yeah, that's that's the best of both worlds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Plus, we've got the book if you want the book. Plus, if you enter if you enter promo code show at checkout, you can save an additional five percent off your order. Look at Rick with the plug. Nice. That's good timing. I am (laughs) shameless. Oh, you know what? The
1: book also, if you're on a mountain and there's no cell phone coverage. The book you is, you is the what book. you need. exactly. But really, you should have done the research before you left the house and figured out – I mean, that's what we're saying here. Do the research before you leave the house and figure out what repeater you're going to – you don't want to be on the mountain digging through the book looking for frequencies.
0: Yeah, It's sort of like being on the mountain when you're being chased by a bear yeah, and exactly. like, okay, well, let me look up what to do. if. I can, so now we're uh, back to uh, don't buy our book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, buy the book. Um, yeah, don't buy the book. Just go online. <laughs> so... Uh, buy a radio. There you go. Buy radio. we the book. <laughs> Great deal. We mentioned before about durability just a little bit when we were talking about environmental factors. But the durability requirements are, are very, very important to consider uh, when you're talking about taking or when you're looking at taking radios with you on on a mountain trip.
1: You know, I would say where the line is with durability is more, are you going to be using this radio outdoors versus indoors? Like if if someone told me that they uh, were going to be using the radio outdoors for, for hiking uh, national parks, but not necessarily in the mountains, I'd say the durability requirements are the same. I think it's, it's an Mm, outdoor indoor thing more than mount- I mean I don't think being in the mountains changes your du- durability requirements I think it does somewhat
0: than- and I, cuz I spent some time in the, in the mountains and and um not in extreme mountains now uh-huh. we're talking about the mountains uh you know you go up to something like uh Boone or Blowing Rock or something like that that mm-hmm. that's that's one thing that I think that's where I would agree with you on the on the um durability level you know most most of uh, the consumer radios that are at least somewhat water resistant are probably you're probably fine with. But if you're talking about taking a trip, as this one, uh, as this uh, one person was asking us before, up to the Himalayas, um, and we're talking about you know Mount Everest or something, extremely harsh conditions, then you really really want to consider carefully what you're taking for radios because you're going to need something that's a lot more water resistant, dust resistant, that's and I wouldn't say resistant, I'd say that that has some some solid dust and water protection. Uh, you know, that But can is handle. it any
1: different really than like saying I'm I'm going to be camping in Yellowstone National Park?
0: I think to to some degree it is. It depends on what you're going to do. Like for instance, if you're going to be if you're going to be climbing uh, Mount Everest, yeah, I would say you'd probably want something as durable as possible for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe, if it, something right. that can take not just the, the harsh elements, cause it can get pretty, pretty rough up there, but also, uh, you know, shocks or drops, you know, what, what happens if you drop it down a ravine or something accidentally? Um, I don't know if too many radios are going to be able to take that, uh, down a ravine, right. a, a mild drop or something. I don't know if any radios are going to be able to survive that, but, uh, at least if you have something, there are some models that are going to take a pretty good shock, a pretty good jolt, and you'll be able to to um, fare a little bit better with, with a more rugged radio in that kind of environment.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right that uh, mountains do require a slightly more durable radio than, than general outdoor use.
0: I would say well. if you're going to be climbing a mountain, uh, or something like that, maybe a, a radio rated IP54 or higher, uh, or, uh, you know, maybe something that's, uh, you know, military standard, MIL-STD, uh, you know, 810 DEFG kind of thing, uh, like what a lot of business radios use, uh, will probably probably fare better. You'll probably be better off with a radio like that than maybe taking uh, up a couple of uh, maybe midland than, say, maybe midland l x t one eighteens or something you know <laughs> a big right. difference
1: oh i I would agree. you don't want uh, yeah you don't want a pair of twenty dollar f r s radios uh, yeah, if you're climbing Mount Everest, for example, <laughs> exactly or to use your example.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that gets us to the last point want to make, and that is um the rules. um now, we're talking about taking your radios up to the mountains in particular. But there are mountain regions all over the world, and uh, here in the United States, uh, if you're if you're going to a mountain range up in the United States, pretty much anywhere you know, anywhere where the uh, radios that you have purchased that are type accepted for use, and uh, and maybe that you might be licensed for, if it's a licensed radio, if it's a if it's a license-free radio, um, they're pretty much good. Throughout the United States, throughout the continental United States, and, and maybe in some places in Canada, but the thing is, if you're going to certain other parts of the world, like say, for instance, to the Himalayas, um, that's a little that's a little trickier because you can't just take your radios with you and go to the Himalayas. Um, there are every country has their own rules, their own laws as far as using radios, and some of them are very very restrictive. So So what are the rules for using
1: a radio in the Himalayas?
0: Well, um, we can actually go more in depth in our next episode of the two-way radio show, in episode 140. We'll go a lot more in depth in this, but we can touch on it a little bit. We can say, for instance, okay, um, Mount Everest. It's it's located on the border between China and Nepal. Uh, Those countries are, uh, you know – yeah, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to take your radios with you to go transmitting and receiving uh, in those countries. Uh, the the rules are are very, very different you there what I bet? and a I, lot more restrictive.
1: I bet if you show up, those Sherpas are going to be using uv 5
0: R. Maybe. They'll, 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 um, they're the Chinese, everywhere. The Chinese will sell them to us, but uh, whether or not you can use them on every frequency up there, I don't know. But uh, I, I, you definitely can't take your GMRS radios up there, I don't, I don't think. And, and, you know, the Himalayas in general border a number of countries as well, including, uh, you know, including India, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. They all have their own laws and their own rules. And uh, a couple of them, when you start getting to some of the Middle Eastern countries, they're very, very strict on on what you can do and what you can't do with radios. And once again, we'll go into that in the next episode of uh, the two-way radio show, episode 140. We'll 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 cover that more in depth because I think that, that gets into a much, much deeper discussion. Yeah, an example
1: is, like, in, in the United States and Canada, you can use an FRS radio. But in uh, the UK, they have a different set of frequencies entirely mm. uh, dedicated to consumer oriented radio operations. It's called PMR and uh, there the, the radios are more limited in frequency and uh, they're different. So you, you want to be um, respectful of the laws in the country that you're going to and you don't want to um, you don't want to cause interference once you get there. And you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want, if they have, if you, let's say you land, you start using your UV5R on the frequency that you were using here in, in the US, and you you start causing interference with the local police. <laughs> and yeah, uh,
0: that could, you can get in trouble real quick. You definitely don't want to be stuck in a foreign prison somewhere. <laughs> Definitely not in a Turkish person, right. <laughs> or any person, but uh, you know, I just want to want to be careful. Use use some common sense.
1: All right, before we finish up here, I w- we want to list off a few models that uh, you could consider for use in the mountains. Now, obviously, these aren't perfect for every scenario, uh, and they would just be good. If you're using radios in the United States, if if you're traveling to the Himalayas, all this is out the window.
0: No no radios in the Alps here. (laughs) But a a
1: few models that we want to mention that maybe you could consider. um, In the FRS-GMRS category, um, I like the Motorola T600, which is a Mm -hmm. fully waterproof radio. The power is not as high as some other models you're going to get is below two Watts, I believe. And it's not repeater capable, this is a relatively low priced off the shelf radio that um, I think is going to, going to give you good durability, decent battery life. And some of those extra features like the USB charging and, uh, you know, things that we talked about waterproofing specifically. Um, And it keeps you in the FRS GMRS range of radios so you don't really have to worry about a license
0: for the frs, for the FRS side, side.
1: Yeah. and it, at all with the motorola because it's not a gmrs radio now mm-hmm. if you're looking at gmrs there are a couple of other options that i might recommend the, the midland t290 and the midland gxt 1000 mm-hmm. now durability is not uh these aren't business quality radios no Th- these again are they're low priced gmrs radios
0: but they have the power that you would need.
1: Yeah, they, they have more power than that Motorola, um, and they would give you better range. But again, not repeater capable. If you mm. want something that's repeater capable, um, we're going to talk about a couple of ham models here. Um, I would recommend, um, first of all, the, the TYT-MD-2017. That's a fully waterproof radio. Um, it's, I would say, low-priced for, mm. for what you get if they – You know, high quality digital radio, fully waterproof, mil-spec. It does DMR digital. It does analog. Mm -hmm. It can be programmed from the keypad. MD-2017 is a good option. You have to have a ham license. Yep. um, But it will talk to those repeaters that are on the mountain. Uh, If you're looking for an analog ham radio that's good quality, the the Ocean KGUV-8D, or the Ushin KGUV 8E uh, are handhelds that I think you'd be happy with. These are radios that we use. Um and they'll talk to repeaters. They're five watts of power, been around for a while. They've dual band, dual band UHF, VHF. Uh they provide a lot of a lot of capabilities. Mm-hmm. There's aftermarket parts available for them like uh you know the extra batteries, the Double A battery pack, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: headsets and things like that.
1: So there's a couple of models that you might want to consider. That these aren't uh, the best for everything. We mentioned the Lycian VV898SP earlier. That's a good one. That may be one that you yeah. want to consider. Um, but um, definitely listen to listen back to what we talked about earlier. Really, you the perfect radio is different for everybody. You want to you want to look at your, the situation that you're going into and decide on the radio from there but that's a few options that that i like that uh i think cover a lot of the scenarios that we described what do you think rick
0: yeah i think we've got it all pretty much covered now uh but you know of course you can oh two things of course you can use your promo code show uh, if you purchase any of these radios and get an additional five percent off of them the other thing is that if you have any other questions definitely you know, email us, call us, uh, put in your comments, tell, me, tell us what you think. If you have any other further questions about them, uh, put them in the comments for the for the show. And um, i tell you what, we read your comments on uh, an upcoming episode. We'll send you a Two-Way Radio Show t-shirt as well. So uh, there's a win-win right there. You'll get your question answered and you get a free t-shirt. How about that? Can't beat that. You really can't.
1: I mean, everybody wants a free t-shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you can wear them up – well, you probably have to wear something heavier along with it, but you could probably wear them on on your hiking trip or up in the mountains. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) On a good day. I don't know if I'd want to walk around a (laughs) T-shirt up in the mountains uh, in the Himalayas, but uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe some people do. I don't know. (laughs) If you're on uh, some of the – well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. And the first one comes from Boss Ears, uh, and he's responding to episode 138, The Truth About Radio Accessory Connectors. And he says, great topic for a podcast, Rick. I know this annoyed me to no avail back in the day. I wish there were podcasts like yours back then. Uh-huh, and that's from Boss Hears. And uh, we appreciate that. I
1: mean, it feels like we've been recording this podcast since back in the day, doesn't it? You yeah. know, going on, what, 20 <laughs> yeah. years, 30 years?
0: Well, it's it's uh, o- over eight years now. Is over Is that all? Yeah. Well, feels like right a lifetime. Uh, the next one comes from uh, Pete, K5PDC, and he says, You guys are incredible to listen to, and I enjoy factual business perspectives. Chinese tariffs to FCC deregulation. Keep it up. And that's from uh, Pete, K5PDC. Well, send him a T-shirt. Yeah, definitely. Um, We we really like compliments. We sure do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you you write us and say something insulting, you're not getting a (laughs) T-shirt. Just
0: write us. We want to hear from you.
1: But we're not going to read
0: it if it's insulting. (laughs) Right, Rick?
1: Well, we might if it's funny. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Yeah, you can be funny and insulting and get on the show, but- I'm not sending him a T-shirt. <laughs> we'll read it and then we'll make fun of him on the show, and then we will say we'll send him a T-shirt, but we did. that's not. Okay, is that wrong?
0: Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, I'm taking on a case by case basis.
1: <laughs> Please don't be mean to us. <laughs> Get enough in the, of that in the YouTube comments.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Okay, our last one comes from Brian, and uh, he says, I am enjoying the back and forth on the Baofeng UV-5R. I own about 10 of them. I program them by hand, charge them up, and leave them in conspicuous places, knowing that the lithium-ion battery will hold its charge even after a year of sitting there. I rarely remember to carry a handheld, so this strategy alleviates my being without. And at $25 a pop, it does not break the bank. I will say my HT of choice is the FT-60R, however. Plus, I have hobbied in the realm radios like the WHS-150 handheld and the RH-256NB mobile over the years, and that more than prepares you to handle the manual programming of the Balfong. You may not have heard that a few years ago, the mic jack on the UV-5R was flimsy to where it would sprain and not reconnect the internal mic after plugging the program cable in and removing it. You wound up with a dead carrier until you plugged in an external mic. Bummer. The by-hand method eliminated that problem. Carry on with the good work. Your audience is growing. 73, and uh, that's from Brian. And uh, Brian, we appreciate it. Uh, I I do remember there was an issue with it. I don't remember specifically what it was, but I remember there was one. Um, Okay, well, that does it for our comments and questions uh, in this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2bearradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at two-wayradioforum.com, which, by the way, has been recently revamped.
1: Yeah, we need and to actually talk about two-wayradioforum.com instead of just the regular, you know, go to our forum closing. We, really, really this time, you guys, go check out our forum at two-wayradioforum.com. Um, we just did a lot of work revamping the forum. Um, we have gone from a uh, I don't know eight year old version of of V Bulletin to moving to the Discourse platform, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty cool platform.
0: It is. People um, seem
1: to like it. People do seem to like it, it and uh, we're getting more activity over there. The the homepage looks nicer. We got a fresh new logo. It's kind of themed to match the the e commerce sites. But- well,
0: one person didn't like it, but. Yeah,
1: we need to read that guy's email. I mean, he- Yeah, there you go. A series of email. That guy, he's definitely not getting a t-shirt.
0: So you wouldn't send him a t-shirt? That guy? (laughs) Oh. It it, might change his mind.
1: No, I'm not sending him a T-shirt. We'll have to read it, read it next time. That okay? I've, that I've got it was, somewhere.
0: I'll, I'll pull it back up and we'll we'll read it. Maybe I'm sensitive, but
1: it, it just <laughs> seemed awful. Uh, I mean, I was nice. I replied, and then he comes back with, "Yeah, you guys are terrible."
0: Okay, because well. we 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 upgraded our forum. I mean,
1: you don't have to pay for the forum, dude. I mean, it's
0: <laughs> come on, it's, it's free forum.
1: Don't use it if you don't want to.
0: <laughs> well. In any case, check out the forum because it, it it's it's really cool now. I mean, really, not that it wasn't cool before, but it was outdated. Yeah, please now check it's it really out. Really cool.
1: Next episode, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the forum and read this guy's email. Maybe. Um, and maybe, maybe <laughs> Rick doesn't like that idea. Let's we'll see who wins. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you what. In any case, uh, check out the forums, and of course, you know uh, you can subscribe to the to the two way radio show directly from our website. Oh, by the way, I was going to mention before we go, um, the two way radio show is currently up for nomination for uh, podcast awards. If uh, it, you know, it would be great if you don't have to, but uh, if you really like the show, show your support uh, for the two way radio show and nominate it at podcastawards.com. You just go to podcastawards.com, uh, uh, sign up, and then you can, you can nominate the two-way radio show for, uh, it's in two categories right now. It's in the tech category, uh, for podcasts, and it's in the people's choice category for podcasts. And I think the, the nominations close on the 31st of July, uh, of, of 2019. So you'd probably want to get over there. Kind of quick, and then they'll do voting on it. The more nominations you get, the more chances you are of winning, I suppose. So, um, uh, if interested, um, yeah, definitely we would really appreciate your support on that. Uh, but of course, you know, in any case, you can always listen to the Two Way Radio Show uh, in a lot of different venues. You can subscribe to the show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com. You can hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, tune in, Google Podcast. Stitcher Radio, Spotify, uh, Alexa, uh, you know your your um, Amazon Echo, I should say. <laughs> I don't want to use the wake word if you're listening to this around the <laughs> Echo. Um, but you can, it's pretty much wherever you can hear podcasts, we're we're, we're there. And and I you know I, I said iTunes, but it's really Apple Podcasts now, so uh, it's not iTunes anymore. But you can hear us on Apple Podcasts. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm an Android user, so
0: yeah, yeah they they've they changed it from iTunes to Apple Podcasts.
1: I use Podcast Addict, and oh, we're also okay. on that, yeah. uh, yes. that store. Yes, search on Podcast Addict. We're there. i I've, I've checked.
0: All right. Well, that does it for our show. This episode. Uh, before we go, any other comments? I don't think so. We're missing Anthony right now. Yeah, we are. Got to get him back. Well, hopefully he'll be back really, really soon. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the two-way radio show, I'm Rick Saboya. And I'm Danny Feemster. And we're out.